Hey friends, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie. And today's topic is one that I get tons of questions on from single moms everywhere. And one that is really near to my heart. And that is, can I be a single stay-at-home mom and still feed the kids? My answer is a resounding yes. Yes, you can absolutely be a single stay-at-home mom and provide for your children. I have been a stay-at-home working mom for around at least eight years now, and I would have it no other way, to be honest. Um, Even when my daughter graduates, which is coming up in 2024, which blows my mind, I still have no desire to ever go back into an office. And eventually, I would like to just not work for anyone, period. But um, that's for another podcast, right? But being a stay-at-home mom has provided me really with the flexibility Um, and lifestyle that I wanted to create for myself and my daughter. And so I'm going to kind of take you through my journey and give you a few resources that I used and just some tips that I think that can be helpful to you. And, you know, I do want to say this, you know, when you talk to people about being a stay-at-home mom, um, you know, especially if you're a single parent, they look at you like you're crazy and they're like, uh, there are no real jobs that you can get probably that is going to like pay enough, provide enough benefits, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. Um, And I think especially since COVID hit and the pandemic hit, companies really are restructuring, right? Like their normal is not, you know, their old normal. It's kind of this new way of working and telecommuting. And I think, you know, with the pandemic, it is still going on. I think companies are wanting to keep their employees. And so they're looking at ways to do that. We found that everyone can pretty much do remote work. Um, It's, you know, it's not something that's impossible. It actually can save organizations money. And so even if um, you work for a company right now that doesn't have that option, you know, it's okay to pose the question. So I want to get into that, but I'm going to start out talking a little bit, like I said, about my journey. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cough, so trying not to cough into the podcast here. But um, so when I became pregnant and had my daughter, um, I was still with her father and we were living in DC. And as you know, DC is an expensive area. So, you know, it was kind of this idea of like two of us had to work, right? And I was really brand (laughs) spanking new to the idea of daycare. So I took my maternity leave as long as I could um, and went back to work. Now, again, daycare was like so foreign to me because growing up, even though both of my parents worked, I had my grandparents that lived, you know, not too far away. So I was going over there. My brother and I both were with them when we were younger, while my parents worked. And so I never had that, you know, daycare experience. And the idea of putting my child in somebody else's hands, especially that small of a, you know, being that small, really was terrifying to me. I mean, I, it was a very stressful time. And I really have so much compassion for women who are going back into the workforce and just, you know, they have to bring their babies in when they're like four months old, right? Because it's, it's a difficult decision to make. <laughs> so I, we found a daycare that actually was a daycare and a school. So it was from newborns up until 
I believe it was kindergarten at the time, and then they later did first grade. And I have to say that I was extremely blessed to find this particular daycare. They took care of my daughter. I mean, the foundation that they gave her because she ended up staying there until first grade was amazing. Um, so that was a great experience. However, <laughs> it still came with its, you know, struggles, right? Because during the time that she was in daycare, my her father and I, you know, separated. We weren't together. So I did not have a car, but I lived in the city, so I took the subway. And if you've ever taken the subway in D.C., or the metro, as we call it, you know, um, it, it can be a little nerve-wracking in the morning, <laughs> and it can be nerve-wracking in the evening when everybody is trying to get home. So trying to get home and run up to the daycare and get there before 6 o'clock, because after that, they're going to charge you like $5 a minute, you know, and you didn't want that taken out of your budget. And plus, you're like ready to go home and see your kid, right? All of this was starting to wear on my nerves. It really was. And I, I wanted to spend more time with my daughter. I didn't want to pick her up at six o'clock in the evening, not get home till like 6.30. And, you know, there's only a couple hours between that and bedtime. And when they're younger, the bedtime's even earlier. So I started really um, thinking about just my work balance, work-life balance. And then um, I started to think about my priorities, right? And I wanted to be at home, you know? And I, I, I was listening to different podcasts at the time and, you know, like stay at home mom podcast, but it really didn't address the single mom, right? It addressed the mom who had a husband who was going to work and it was very traditional and that's how it worked. <laughs> and I knew that wasn't obviously going to happen. I knew that I had to work because I had to provide a living for my family. Um, and in this time in 2006 to 2010, I'd say, you know, there weren't that many organizations that were offering remote jobs. So, um, you know, and then there was like just all this other stuff happening. So basically I was working for an organization um, and during this time too, you know, I'm going through this separation and then this job that I had was really, the first two bosses that I had there were great. They left and then I had this awful situation and basically I ended up giving, getting a severance pay from them because <laughs> they kind of did me wrong, which it worked out perfectly. So sometimes, you know, being let go is not the worst thing that can happen to you. But I was able to work, you know, just be home, right? I was able to be home and be with my daughter and pick her up, you know, and it was great. It was great. And it, it really changed my perspective on how I wanted to structure our lives. And so I still, you know, was looking for jobs that were home, but not really finding any. Found another great position, <clears throat> had a great boss who I'm still friends with to this day. And she was such a blessing because now at this point, you know, a lot of things were going on. There's like the court, there's child support. I mean, you know how that goes and how stressful emotionally, mentally, and physically that is. So <clears throat> I was able to take time that I needed. There was no issue with me staying home with my daughter if she wasn't feeling good. And she really, this particular boss, was she was such a mentor to me in so many ways. And 
I think the way that I communicate with folks that I work with has a lot to do with her, um, her mentorship with me. And so, but it was still on my heart to be working from home. And I started to pray about it. And I was in church and I started to really journal and write down like all the things that I wanted God to work in my life and like to show me direction. And those things were like, you know, um, live in a house instead of an apartment. And there's nothing wrong with an apartment, guys, but I wanted a house with a yard, right? And so that was one thing. And it was like, find a church and then find an at-home job. And let me just say this to you, journal and believe and have faith and pray. Because let me tell you, when I look back at that list, God provided every single thing, the car, the house, the job, um, you know, the church, everything. And so never, ever doubt, you know, that God is so much bigger than we, we can even, you know, comprehend. So anyway, to just kind of keep going with the story here, I worked at that job. I found another job and it was like, two days at home, two days working from home. So I decided to go for it. Bad decision. Ended up leaving that job and finally found an at-home position. That was four days a week. And so that started kind of my journey of being at home. And since then, I have left that job and like, you know, um, I worked at other positions, but they have all been at home. And I will say this, if you are looking to work from home, and I, I do think it's easier now, this is probably, if you're going to make that move, this is like probably an ideal time to do it. Because I think more and more companies, like I mentioned, are really offering that remote option. But if not, this is what I would suggest you do. So I'm going to give you some resources where I looked for positions, and these are real resources, and I'll put them inside the podcast notes. But a few things that I did learn, right, is one, um, to be creative, okay? So maybe you don't find that full-time position remotely, okay? But you find two part-time positions that are remote. I've done that. So I've worked like two jobs that were part-time remote from home, Okay. And, you know, you kind of work with your bosses or your, you know, your supervisors, and maybe you work one for four hours in the day and one the other four hours a day. So, you know, sometimes you kind of have to get creative, right? If you can find that full-time position that's remote, that provides enough, perfect, do that. However, don't be stuck in a box, right? Like you have to kind of be creative if you want to make it work. Um, the other thing that I would suggest doing is looking for contract positions. So I worked at one point like three different contract positions. And it really, you know, when people think, oh God, that's crazy, like you're working three jobs. It really wasn't because the contracts are usually like 20 hours a week, right? So I, and the other thing with contract positions that are really a positive thing is that you can normally work the hours that you want to work. So for example, if your child is with their father every other weekend and you want to put in like eight hours, maybe on a Saturday or Friday night, whatever, you can do that. Most contract positions, and it depends, but they really just want the work done, right? Now there are some that really would rather you have set hours and that is fine, but contract positions are another way that you can work remotely. Um, and the other thing, obviously, is to find a way to work for yourself. 
this is something that I probably am working on more now. And that's looking at the skills you have, right? And contract yourself out. So for example, like if you have administrative skills position, you know, administrative skills, you know, put yourself out there as a virtual assistant or a virtual executive assistant, or maybe open up a business for, you know, that you help virtual assistants get jobs. Really think about the skills that you have. You like throwing parties, become, you know, maybe do some event planning on the side. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can work for yourself. Um, If you have any graphic design skills, I mean, graphic designers, I actually work with graphic designers sometimes when I, um, for one of the part-time positions I've worked for, and you would be amazed. Like, I mean, they make great salaries, right? And it's all on their time. I mean, obviously they have deadlines, but they're able to work from home. So again, look for the full-time position. This is the time to do that. If you are, you know, in an organization who doesn't offer remote bring it up, you know, try to negotiate when it's time for your review, Um, negotiate maybe three days at home and two days in the office. You know, don't be afraid to step outside of the box to ask for what you want and come with a plan, right? Like come with a plan um, and, and be open to suggestions that they have. And again, maybe it's not five days a week. Maybe it's three days a week. Maybe it's four days a week. Um, but try to find a way to negotiate if your organization already doesn't have that telecommuting option. The other thing is find contract positions. Contract positions, you can get a couple at a time. And the other good thing about that is it's always good to have more than one revenue stream. Actually, right now, I work a full and a part-time job. Um, and it's interesting, the part-time job is probably more... I don't know. It's just a little bit more intense, I feel like, than the full-time job, but it balances it out, okay? So, I mean, and you don't have to do that forever. For me, it was to save money and to do a few other things that I wanted to do with that money, but, you know, it's not something that I would suggest, like, do full-time part, you know, one full-time job and two part-time. I mean, find something because you also don't want to take away that um, that flexibility that you wanted to do this for in the first place, Right. Um, The other thing is, again, find the part-time positions, maybe get two part-time positions if you can't find one full-time one. Now, some of the actual resources that I go to, um, the one is ASAE, and I'm going to put these notes again in the, um, the show notes, but ASAE is actually a company that I work for who they are just amazing. Like I cannot tell you enough Good things about ASAE because they are just, uh, there are so many resources there just in general. Now, that's like the nonprofit association world. If you go to their career site, they have um, a number of different positions that are available, and you can actually click on an option that says only show jobs that allow telecommuting and you will pull up all the telecommuting positions. And they're very, um, you know, there's all locations. So, you know, this isn't just for the Washington DC or, you know, these big metro cities. They have jobs everywhere, okay? So even if you're just looking for a position, it's a great resource to go to. And you can put um, a, a profile in there and you can just send your resume through them. 
I have literally found jobs through SAE, ASAE probably more than any other site. So again, that's going to be in the show notes. The other one is idealist.org. Um, idealist is again, a lot of nonprofit jobs, development sector, but there's also, you know, clerical admin, um, there's all kind of different positions there. That's another place where you can look for remote positions and it gives you that option. They have a ton of, um, remote positions. I definitely suggest looking there and that's idealist.org. The last one that I've used before is Indeed. Um, And I did actually get a position through Indeed, but Indeed has um, job searches that you can go to and you can also search by um, the type of job that you would like, the salary, of course, and then, you know, if you want the job to be remote. Those are the three resources that I, I say, check it out. Also, put yourself out there on LinkedIn you know, talk to friends who actually do work remote, really network. That's really important to make connections and talk to people. Don't let the naysayers get in your head. And I think that is something that we have to do as single parents because, okay, one, people think because you're a single parent sometimes that you're handicapped, right? Like it's almost like, you can't do this because you're a single parent. Like you won't make enough money to provide. And, you know, there's all these excuses. And sometimes that can come into your belief system. That is the one thing I would strongly suggest that you, um, you know, keep your eyes open for is be around people who are positive about it, right? Like, yeah, you can do this, you know, and because you can, you absolutely can do it. And let me tell you, it really changed my life in the sense of um, being able to pick up my daughter earlier, the quality time that we got to spend together. Um, You know, I was able to volunteer at her school. You know, it just provided a different amount of flexibility. And to be honest with you, it also helped me just in general, like around the house, because Those times that maybe I'm in the office, right? Like getting up, going to the water cooler or whatever, or that hour for lunch. Like I'm able to actually do things in my house that I'm not able to, that I wouldn't be able to do being at the office all day. And that's one less thing on the to-do list. And that is more time to spend, you know, with my daughter or to doing things that I really want to do. And so there are so many reasons to stay to be a stay-at-home working mom. I mean, let me just say this. It is not for everyone. And this this podcast is really for people who want to um, pursue that option. Because let me just say, you know, there are some downsides to working at home. And that is, you know, if you are the type of person who really needs that like social interaction, depending on, you know, the staff that you're working with. I mean, it can be very isolating, right? And so when you do interview for remote jobs, I would suggest really finding out about the culture of the company and the culture of the department that you're going to be working with. Because I've had, now I've had contract positions that I worked one at for three years. I saw those people one time, okay? And probably actually had conversations with them. I don't know, maybe every like, four months, maybe. And it was okay with me though, because to be honest with you, that position was, it wasn't like I was, you know, I was working there because I wanted to work from home. It provided a nice 
salary. It was flexible. And so I was fine with just like getting the job done. And that was that. However, that I know is not everybody's personality, you know? Um, and then there were positions where, you know, like now my full-time position, my, st- the staff that I work with is pretty global. And so we don't really see each other. I mean, we have meetings, we're on zoom and we actually do have like a retreat, um, that we're, we go and we fly somewhere and we all like meet. And this year we're supposed to go to Portugal, which is kind of cool because I'm going to Portugal anyway. But, um, you know, so, but it's, it's one of those open door policies. People communicate with each other. They have these like, um, coffee hours. If you want to hook up and talk and not talk shop, but just like talk and get to know one another. So, you know, it really depends on your working style as well. Right. Because when you are remote, you definitely have a different accountability as well. Like it's not just fun and games. I mean, you work pretty hard because you, you know, you feel like you have a different accountability too. Right. And so, you know, that's definitely something to think about. But I just wanted to say, like, it's absolutely doable. Um, you know, and for some people, you know, they only want to do it for a certain period of time while their kids are really young and that's fine too. But I think, you know, the one thing that I would say is create the lifestyle that you want to create that is best for you and your family. So for me and my family, um, this was it, you know, working from home, like it was, really a blessing to me. I mean, when your kid is sick and you're still able to be home, you know, and there have been times that I have taken off um, because you do have to have a separation. Like you should definitely still take vacation days. You should definitely still take sick days because when you're sick, you should not be working, right? Um, And if your kid is sick and really needs your attention, that's okay as well. But like, it definitely is a a different type of... um, it really works for the single parent. I'll say that. If, if, if this is your type of working style, I think it's something to pursue because it really does change the dynamics in your family. Um, yeah. So if you guys have any questions, let me know. I would love to hear um, if you have any questions or if you have any other resources that you would like to put out there. I'm going to also put this in a blog post over at Faith Coffee and a Kid. Um, just because I said, you know, so many women do ask me, they're always surprised when I say I've been working, uh, from home for like over eight years and they're like, how, how do you do that? You know? And so I'm always happy to talk about that. Um, and just kind of, you know, kind of give my tips and like things that I did that worked like the contracting positions and the part-time jobs and then the, you know, And I I will say this too, with the contracting positions, I gained experience that I would not have gained otherwise. So just an example, I worked for this one company, this one organization that worked with like gerontological, um, it was in the gerontological profession, right? Gerontology. And so I kind of went in through another contract. And so I worked with them as like an admin, And it was really simple, right? And then they had this annual conference and they asked me to help with that. And I had worked in conferences before, but not really, um, you know, hands-on doing everything. And 
they threw me in there. And I mean, I did literally everything. I put up the registration site. I like designed the marketing pieces. I, you know, worked with the vendors and it was a really good experience. It was a success. I did it two years in a row. And that is kind of how I started my own conference, the Single Moms of Faith Conference. Um, And I know for, for a fact that that experience, you know, was what helped me, you know, be able to do it in a way that was professional. So you never know what kind of experience you'll get with the contract positions. Um, You know, they're definitely something to think about when you're looking for remote work. Um, And to also think about, you know, outside the box, like what are your skills and how can you utilize them to maybe work for yourself? Because, you know, what's better than being your own boss, right? And then some of us don't want to do that because there's other things that come along with that. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to hop on, like I said, and talk about, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, being a single parent doing it and how you can do it. And, you know, just letting you know that it's absolutely possible, right? Um, It's not just for men and women who are married and, you know, that's not the only way, right? Like you can do it. Um, Are there some sacrifices? Yeah, there, there definitely are. Sometimes there's not. I mean, now there's not for me, but there were in the beginning, I would say, I, you know, because that was the time when the jobs kind of were far and few between. So, you know, I took lower salaries and compensated by getting a, a contract position, right, with a full-time position. And it was okay for me. That sacrifice was actually worth it. Um, or, you know, that lower salary sometimes, you know, money... Obviously, we all need it. It's great. We need to pay for our bills and our home and our children's, you know, needs. But it can never, like for me personally, it never, um, I would much rather take a lower salary position than work in an office, be stressed out, running home, trying to spend time with my daughter. Like, you know, that to me was not worth the money, to be honest. So, you know, again, it's about what you're comfortable with, what you you may be willing to sacrifice, not saying that you will have to, because again, things have changed a lot, but, you know, and what your priorities are, right? And so that was really what it came down to me with, right? My priorities, the lifestyle that I wanted, and what was really on my heart. And on my heart was being a life, you know, being a stay-at-home mom. And to be honest with you, like now that the time is getting closer, that she's you know, getting close to graduating in 2024, I am so glad that I did what I did when I did it. And, um, you know, I have no regrets. So yeah, you know, if you have any questions or again, if you have any resources that you want to share with other moms, send me a message, let me know, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to do um, some other like really practical things that, you know, for just working home moms and and in general, just, you know, some tips in the new year. So definitely subscribe, keep in touch and have a great week, guys.